Hey guys, welcome to the Pondy Nerdcast. This is episode 143. Uh, coming to you, you know, not live. Maybe, I don't know. Live from New York. Live from New York. Uh, it's edit. Saturday afternoon. Let me do an yes. edit. At, live on my couch. Edit at 37 seconds. Mickey, your, your, um, your laptop is making that noise again. So, I would say, so ain't nothing I could do about that. Uh, um, I'm sorry, y'all. Blame it on the Rona. You sound <laughs> low too. What the fuck? <laughs> I can hear this, her now. This, this sucks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be like that SNL character. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, I keep saying each week I gotta get you set up properly, but we will. Um. Anyway, let's start that over. Three, two, one. Hey, guys, welcome to the Partner Nerdcast. This is episode 143. Uh, we're back after our Animal Crossing adventures and all that good stuff. We'll see how it works out. Okay, so <laughs> I want to know what's up with Leaf. Uh, Leaf is someone that sells you art. <laughs> that's no about kidding. it. That, that's about well. it. <laughs> through, through hearsay, I hear a lot of people are happy that Leaf is back, so I'm happy for oh. the happy. Oh, I didn't know it was like a reoccurring character. Oh, from, yeah. yeah, I didn't know he was gone. Nobody said anything about like he disappeared and then he came back. Yeah, I don't even play the game, and I know this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, but it should be interesting overall. Okay, um, well. We'll we'll listen for the other episode. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah, you can go back one episode after this, and and um, you can listen to the Animal Crossing one. Uh here with me today is Makisha Brown. Yay, the one who talks too much. Uh, Lizette Johnson. Yo. And Cortese Jones. Hello. You don't talk too much. Everybody. Thank you. <laughs> um, so let's get into it, shall we? With this episode this week. So, um uh recently uh I guess, you know, well this one is uh Mickey's topic about uh Doom, the video game. And uh believe there's like a history of doom overall about the doom franchise which started back in like 93 i think i don't know i could be wrong i know it started in the 90s i don't know how far back you you are correct lance <laughs> and here's more <laughs> sure <laughs> okay so <laughs> in general when people hear the game doom and they actually know of the game a little bit like me, they would think, okay, horror, demons, war, sci-fi, space, but it touches on like a lot of things that's religion-based, which is really interesting, but um, I'm not really gonna get into that because uh, that's just territory that I find boring. So, but yeah, Doom came out in 93. It's a first-person shooter, an absolute classic, even if you're not, uh, like a full-fledged gamer, you know about Doom because it's that ingrained in pop culture and just, you know, it exists because of that. You know about other games like Quake and Duke Nukem. Um, uh -huh. You know about like how first-person shooter games like balloon because of Doom. It had a really big impact in the 90s. So when my coworker and I were talking and he mentioned um, some work that he did where he like did this amazing thing. And I said, oh my gosh, God mode. And he was like, oh, so you played Doom before it? And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how ingrained it is in pop culture where like, you, like terms are used from the game and it may not even be attributed to the game. Um, but yeah, the term God mode what I thought it was, was like having this amazing um, 
like access to something technical, like admin privileges, but like super duper duper admin privileges. So God mode has to do with doom where, um, when your character is beat up a lot and like really hurt at the bottom of the screen, it would show your character's face like bloodied up and like had black eyes and just like bruises and stuff. And it was really funny. Um, but in God mode, instead of seeing your character really fucked up, he, he wouldn't get hurt. Right. And like, um, the character's eyes started to glow. So in, in God mode, it was like a totally different like thing going on. And, and so like, I found that fascinating. So I was like, okay, I want to look up what Doom was all about. Cause I never played it, but I know about it. And my coworker, like, he really um, told me about how much he enjoyed the game. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so these are some of the things. Was it based off things. of a book? It's, um, it was actually, uh, let me see. I know there are books. There are like all kinds of products that were made after it. But yeah, I don't I know, know if the origin is a book. No, I, believe... okay. I know it was a popular, popular PC game. Right. Yeah, MS DOS. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, a lot of I games don't th- come from. I don't think it was based on any book, but I, it's probably based on books. Well, not books. Maybe like term, like you know, certain things, aspects. Or uh, maybe like the game. The books are based off of the game. Yeah. 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. From from what I looked up, the game itself was the first thing that came from the franchise, and mm-hmm. then all these things were made after it. So I want to say it's the latter. Okay. But um, I'll be honest, I, I don't know. But um, the company that released it, id Software, yeah, they, that was one of their biggest games. Um, and it's not their first, per- their first FPS game, but it's one of the first that like pretty much changed the gaming genre. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, id Software, <laughs> which I don't know. It could have named their company better but whatever nah, it, yeah. it worked in ego it, it, it yeah. is a it is a um pretty huge staple when you mention it like especially people who are yeah. if you're an fps fan um you, you would you, you know you know about id software and stuff like that you yeah great things from them uh, i mean they've made other mm-hmm. games over the years but nothing nothing has ever been able to like uh top doom for them just in the in the mm. terms of popularity overall, and, and it was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie, and it was a movie. It was a movie. Uh, there were several okay. movies actually. So how are yeah? The but there's only overall? one rememberable movie though. Oh, that that's uh. That's... Oh yeah. It has okay. Ba- it has my baby in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Rock. Oh yeah, yes. he's in the one that we're talking about. That that yes yes. The movie is is uh. They, I don't even know how to describe it. it it's, um, did it come out after <laughs> Hardcore Henry or before? Horrible. I it, think it, it came it, out before Hard Hardcore Henry. Yeah, right. And I think Hardcore Henry showed folks how to make a first-person shooter movie, um, because of the way it was shot. And right. um, I mean, they kind of had the same thing in that movie but it was kind of like cut in between a first person perspective versus you know the all the camera angles and whatnot um camera but, angles yeah but i mean it wasn't it, the uh, i don't know it's it's it wasn't very well done <laughs> but you know they made it it was a movie it's out there they had the bfg in there the big fucking gun <laughs> it's like literally that's what it is that's and, what it stands for yeah and there is another movie, actually. Um, I think there's like. Oh, several. I didn't even. I don't remember that one. I only remember one movie and one movie. I think that's it. I think that movie recently came out. I'm not sure. Um, it it I I saw it on Netflix. Uh, no. Oh, because I know that they're making. They are making a Doom series or something with Zendaya and some other people, but I don't know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> It's you know I the problem with I think what why Hollywood has 
been unable to capture the essence of doom is because of how insane it is um well, they're it's... unable to capture the essence of video games in general in general sonic sonic was good sonic was actually pretty decent i would say in that sense um and, and yeah I... but you see they had a lot of feedback from the community if they just were left to their own devices it would have been horrible right yeah there, there right. is a, there's a lot of feedback from the community for sure and um I think yeah, Sonic was definitely decent. Um, I I just watched the um, I've never played the game, but I've I've watched the um, the series The Witcher, and mm, I can right. I can see why there's a a whole lot of uh, similarities to game mechanics. Uh, you know, it, it was a very short series, but it's like okay, I I there are like these weird episodes. It's like oh, this is kind of like in a a chapter or arena or whatever, you know. So it's like. Um, I've seen people play the game, but I've never played it myself. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's very interesting to see how they capture that. Which is, you know, it, that game is from what I've seen is very cinematic. So I guess it makes more sense that they were able to capture that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Doom, Doom itself is, um, you know, it's literally hell on earth. You know, humans being hubris and whatnot. I dare say that the um the movie that I saw recently kind of captures more of the spirit of Doom. Um, except that it, it plays more like a slow creeping horror movie, um, which Doom is not. <laughs> Doom is not about the jump scares and all this other stuff and whatever. Um, it's just about running around, shooting, 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 and this you know this marine, just like a lot like Halo that you never see their face. So, <laughs> except yeah, funny you, thing, you saw you his get face from point A to B. Yeah, that's it. Funny you thing stay is, alive. you would see his face in the earlier games, but. The new games, you don't. He doesn't have a face. <laughs> um, and there is a. I did post a video recently about a Doom Doom video game crossover with Animal Crossing. <laughs> so please you, don't do that. Please, please there, don't. <laughs> please, dear God, don't. The do video that. is pretty funny. You should go watch the video. <laughs> it's, please it's don't. Pretty do messed that. up. In between, you know, farming for your tulips, go slay some demons. <laughs> You know, uh, but yeah, Doom definitely had has had a sordid history over the years as well. Um, I think it I, has. Yeah, I think I mentioned to Mickey off off show when about how um, it's um, what do you call it? It's uh, it had issues all the way all the way up to um, as low as school shootings to all the way up to Congress. Uh, trying to get it banned and stuff like that, and the, the reason why I bring it up is because Doom, Doom, um, kind of made history again um, during Columbine, and the only reason why that happened was because those two, um, those two boys, uh, played the game a lot, and I think this was around when Nintendo sixty four was around. So this happened like ninety seven, I believe. Um, I I don't I don't remember when Columbine exactly happened, but I think it was like late nineties. Uh, Columbine happened in two thousand and two. Oh, it did. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, no, wait. I'm lying. I'm sorry. I was in nineteen ninety nine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, so so you know, Nintendo sixty four has been out for a couple of years and whatnot, and that's that was like one of the main ways you can play Doom at the time. And mm-hmm. you know, apparently these two boys played it a lot, and um, that's you know when they went to their house, you know, found. <laughs> this game and i guess somebody there knew what the game was about and then they started this whole thing about violent video games you know like doom doom was like the, the top of being mentioned ah. yeah at the time and I, I remember a friend of mine back then looking at me weird because i also had doom 64 and <laughs> oh. yeah so he he was like you know, you know, listening to the news, and then it's like, oh, but you play that game. I was like, well, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have murderous t- ten- tendencies to like, you know, go out and shoot people. Yeah, but I guess they're losing their minds now because games are even violent, even more violent. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it 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 sparked um certain type of tightening when it comes to the ratings of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much the uh the violence in the video game and stuff like that. 
But the funny thing was, it's like a lot of these, it was mostly politicians trying to make a name for themselves by go, trying to create legislation around um, curbing violent video games. Uh, but most of the big, back, the, the big pushback on it is that, well, if you start doing that to video games, you're going to have to start doing that to movies, books, to, um, right. TV shows, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Because it is just another medium, um, albeit a more active one that you have to do something um but it's which uh, is why a lot of video games a lot of video game movies fail right yeah because they don't really know how to you know. right because i don't because... think every video game just because a video game is popular i don't think it needs to have a movie right <laughs> you know what like... was it uh laura craft laura craft oh the first yeah. one well they made too many of those <laughs> yes <laughs> they made several but... movies they the newest movie where everybody was like it was just real boring like things are happening and you're just like yeah it's like the game but i'm kind of bored here oh uh, i haven't i haven't seen the new one <laughs> maybe i'll try it didn't, it didn't find a happy medium where it could be entertaining and action-packed and have your interest at the same time and right. like and like you want to find things that's why i said like i think the sonic movie works so well because one they, the they listen to us, the fans, mm -hmm. and then two, it caught that true nature and essence of Sonic. Plus, you like if you're a video game head and you play the Sonic games, you're looking for those little Easter eggs that he had, which made it like that's why it made that game, that movie, so much fun. It was action, it caught your interest, and like it was just like watching Sonic and like be in real life, like if you were playing Sonic the video game, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they got right. the movements down and everything like that. Jim Carrey did a really good Dr. Robotnik, um, in, in my but opinion. But I would say that Sonic doesn't have much of a plot, though, so it's easy to build something on it. Yeah. While Pokemon also sort of doesn't have a plot, just going around capturing monsters and battling. <laughs> Unless you're focusing on the, the, like, the TV shows and the movies that have already come out. But you can right. build something off of it. But yeah. like, if it has an actual plot, then it gets really hard to actually one thing, make a movie. Like I, I stopped following Pokemon very long ago. Um, I think I stopped following when I found out that... There, I think there was an episode where it was like Ash was talking to Pikachu and Pikachu was supposed to evolve. And apparently Pikachu was like, nah. I was like, wait, what? Right, right. I was like, you can you can choose not to evolve, so I just stopped following. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped following the, game, the show could, after that. In the game, you could choose whether or not to be not to evolve also. Oh, no, but in the show, Pikachu was choosing not to evolve. I was like, Listen, you can just stop just evolution. <laughs> Look, yeah. You know, he still wants to be carried on Apparently, Ash's shoulder. So yeah, yeah. So he's a selfish. If you get little, any bigger than that, you know, you can't really be carried. He's a selfish little ass. That's what he is. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> He's not as cute as a Raichu. Let's let's face it. So, <laughs> and what I noticed with that particular franchise, though, they keep whenever they release like something that is highly advertised as a movie, it's always around Mew or Mewtwo. Like it's around that character. It's not like even yeah. Detective Pikachu is about Mew. <laughs> it's well, like... that character can speak English, or at least other people know that he's speaking yeah like you yeah. can sort of communicate if it's if this movie yeah. was if any movie was about some pokemon that does not does not speak anything we it would get real strange it's, real quick it'll be for the fans for the most part i would say yes um, but it's like i mean I, like the detective figure two was was cute uh you know i thought it was um i thought it was like the way the 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 character the creatures were represented was really well done um and you know, I like, but I could see where the constraints were when it comes to certain things. But it, it it was pretty interesting, like how they presented that world. Mm -hmm. And you know, I kind of wanted more. I was like, well, how does this work, or how does that work, and yada yada. Yeah, you know, they, they you wanting more. Yeah, so it's, it which was, is why was Dune, cute. I feel, should have somewhat of like that feeling to it. Yeah, because yeah. if it doesn't, then. It's gonna be another it, uh, loss for The Rock. Yeah, I mean they tried. <laughs> they tried with the movies and stuff. I think the last movie came out last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it was called Doom. Not Doom Eternal. Uh, damn, what is the damn? Let me see here. 
spin-offs, films. Uh, Doom Annihilation. So, oh. yeah, Universal released that one. Uh, direct video, they call it. <laughs> so so far, oh, okay, no wonder because I was like, I didn't, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. It's on. I believe you can. It's either on Netflix or it's on um, Hulu. One of those. But if you look it up, it's there. Hour and a half of weird shit happening. So <laughs> not a whole lot of jump scares. I do I do appreciate that for it. But anyway, moving on from the Doom history. Thank you, Mickey, for that. Um history of Doom. Uh so apparently Elmo was on CNN. Talking, talking about, about the, what? Talking about the coronavirus. Uh coronavirus. <laughs> Um, because I, I so it's uh it's really interesting. Like I I didn't even know this was happening, but sure. <laughs> it looks like you know I guess whoever the puppeteer is, uh, they definitely had him on a green screen and just talking stuff. So Mickey, you're the one that posted this. What was the um cool thing about this overall? Well, I was actually um, going to play it for everyone before the episode started uh, so we could all be familiar. But pretty much what it is, it's like, you know, because so many kids are living through this and a lot of parents, they don't really know how to explain what's going on because they themselves are scared. Um, they decided to do a town hall to have kids understand what's going on around them and not be so scared. Um, so just to give them some context that was more understandable for them and they used sesame street too they partnered up with sesame street and yeah. elmo you know he wanted to know why everyone was wearing masks because it's not halloween and mm. so sanjay gupta dr sanjay gupta explained to him what was going on with the coronavirus mm. and why people were wearing masks to protect themselves and i thought that was just really cool i i wish we had more initiatives like that around the country but mm -hmm. i thought that was cool it's the fake news. Some, some adults need to sit down and watch um, Elmo as well because they're not understanding the severity of what's going so on. I was gonna say, was this for the adults out there? I they probably did. I would say probably yeah. <laughs> I, I would I, say as as a mother and as a mother to a child with special who's on who is on the autism spectrum. And it used to routine and everything like that. He, um, I glad I got a chance like to teach him about the virus. And before homeschooling started, like I explained everything to him. Like the schools are closed. Um, you don't want people catching the virus. The virus is very easy. And then once they started closing, the, like they made the official announcement to close the parks. Then the summer has been canceled, the beaches and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I explained to him like camp is not a camp, like summer camp, all the youth programs for the sum for the summer have been canceled. Mm -hmm. I explained to him in great detail, like they're closing everything because we can't be around a lot of people because the virus is going is very easily spread. And we have masks now, so he understands he has to wear his mask when he goes outside, like when we when I take him back to his dad's house. And um he's been good about it. He only had one crying spell because uh he thought it was time for school and i was like no 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 remember schools are closed like i had to sit down i had to calmly tell him everything like that so my son is eight and you know if he was younger i think it would be more difficult for him to understand so i understand those parents who are out there whether the child is on the autism spectrum or not it is good that we get the message out there so they have a better understanding how they can explain it um, not everyone's a teacher. Like I said, my son is kind of blessed and cursed at the same time <laughs> that I was able to sit there and teach him about what the virus is, show him Tim and Moby before, you know, explain everything that was going on and brain pop for those who don't know what that is, that's brain pop, mm -hmm. Tim and Moby. And, uh, I made him do projects on it, made him do some artwork on it. And like, now he has better understanding. So like when I say, Hey, you know, the food, I don't, I can order food, you know, it's going to take a while because coronavirus and literally his answer for everything is coronavirus <laughs> so i'm glad that cnn and sesame street were able to partner up and educate um maybe even educate those parents who don't understand like how severe this virus is like they have to have a better understanding 
Um, I already lost two good friends because of this virus. And I mean, I have to keep checking on my elderly relatives, the ones I like, <laughs> to make sure that they're okay. And um, yeah, it just, it breaks my heart. But, you know, we are in the middle of something historic, but at the same time, something very tragic at the same time. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. And I, I see here that they also had a, sex, a segment on, um, I guess Rosita is a new puppet there. Um, they um, they were teaching breathing exercises, uh, helping folks to relax and whatnot. So, right. Yeah, you know. Exactly. I've been, I've been doing a lot more yoga with Kevin to like to get him, you know, he's okay with being inside the house. But like, luckily, we have a backyard. But um, I'm glad. Good. Because we need more health and wellness, especially during this time, like we help pe- deal with people's anxiety, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in a country that we're in, <laughs> the U.S., <sighs> based on, um, you know, the the leadership of this country, it's like it, it's it's good that there are I say we're fortunate in many ways that we have other outlets to give uh, proper instructions and stuff like that and just kind of like you know one in one way we're blessed like we can just like okay tune into other things and uh, cursed in the sense that the people who are supposedly in charge are incredibly dumb um so it's like it's just kind of like okay (laughs) it's like you know so i'm glad there's like a balancing out of who's supposed to be telling you what to do versus, you know, other people that who are actually know what the hell they're doing. So I appreciate you, CNN. <laughs> um, Definitely. Yeah. It actually, um, it's on their website now. So if you want to watch the ABCs of COVID-19 and CNN Sesame Street Town Hall for Kids and Parents. Uh-huh. And it, in the title, it says for kids and parents. Yeah. Um, you can go to uh, cnn.com slash CNN Sesame Street Town Hall Coronavirus or or just Google it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Moving on to uh, Dragon Con. Apparently, it's still happening. <laughs> um, I swear yeah. to God, if I survive, I will go. <laughs> I will go. <laughs> Now, if if for those who are not familiar with um, Dragon Con, it's, yes, please I, explain it because I didn't know. So apparently, just they, sitting they, here, oh my God. they're like the one of the aforementioned so, like convention. Like they're they're big. They're probably I think they're bigger than right. San Diego Comic Con, if I'm not mistaken. Eighty thousand on average. Yes. Eighty thousand. Yeah, I've not heard about it. So it's like san diego it's like new york comic con it's like otakon for uh the anime geeks in maryland so dragon con is the big huge pop culture con that happens in atlanta georgia it usually always happens around labor day weekend um they even have a cosplay parade um Ooh. that you can, yeah they have different um different uh genres of themes that you can come in and you can walk down the parade route in your cosplay and they even have there's a week-long event that happens in atlanta georgia even the aquarium down there allows cosplayers to come in and take pictures um, Ooh, um in their Oh my God, it's amazing. And like, the more I look at it, the more I'm like, I am dying to go. I need to go. And now because of this whole coronavirus thing and cons are being canceled, like today would have been the Cherry Blossom Festival. Like I wouldn't right. even be it on would've. the floor right now. I would have been, been in the garden, like with my sister helping sell her products and cosplaying right now. Oh, but I would have seen we, you then. Right, exactly. <laughs> if, we have, if we survive this, I promise I'm buying a ticket and I am flying to Atlanta, Georgia just to get down there so I could be amongst the peoples and, and, and just black cosplay excellence. That's the best way I can describe it. Yes. Hmm. And, and me stalking Xavier Woods, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. The, I think, the, I mean, I've heard of Dragon Con for years. Um, I it, It's it's definitely one of the largest ones that happens in America. Uh, and it's, you know, I, I, I met uh, one of the their um, event organizers the, the, for the, the convention itself. And um, 
she like you know she told me a lot of like the the way they organize this stuff is like a year round thing. <laughs> you know? I bet it is. It's uh, if it's that many people, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it. I mean, unfortunately, it's it's happening in Georgia, and I, the reason I say it's unfortunate is because of that particular governor. Um, he, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, or any. Is he one of the? Any shed. Is he one of Trump's friends? I don't, you know, I, I kind of, yeah, I believe so. Mm. I, even Trump had to say, uh, nah, bro, you're doing too much. <laughs> don't. Because he, 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 he wanted to open up back the state um, on Friday. Uh, so you guys listen to this on Monday. So the past Friday from this Monday, uh, well, actually two two Fridays ago, um, he, he, he wanted to open up back the state, but um, even President Trump said, you're doing too much. This is too much too soon. Because, um, you know, money. And, you know, uh, it's... Uh, I don't know if the organizers are going, taking the lead of him, particularly, uh, specifically, but um, it's, you know, it is, it is a, like, it's a huge staple. It's a, it, it, in some ways, it's kind of historic in, in, in some ways, like for this kind con- uh-huh. of convention and uh-huh. all that. Because um, of the amount of people that come through there and everything like that, it does bring in a whole lot of business for, I'm sure, surrounding businesses overall. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know, it, it is definitely a, a force out there. It, it is kind of like a magic, magical thing overall. Well, so. Okay, now it's April, mm-hmm. and it's going to be held in September. Do y'all think that that's a good idea to still have it? Hmm. I mean, it's usually pretty warm oh. during September. Mm-hmm. Um, On one hand, I think all conventions should be canceled for the whole year. That includes New York Comic Con. They already canceled San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so we make sure that the virus is under control and that we have, you know, and everybody is healthy and safe. On the other hand, I am missing social interactions like that. Um, as somebody who cosplays and likes the attention and loves to be around people and make people happy and seeing all my cosplay friends out of state, the ones who are not here in New York, um, should it still happen? I'm up in the air about it. Let's, let's, let's see how the numbers go. If the numbers start going down, then maybe. But if the numbers are still up and we're not flattening the curve, then I think all conventions, including New York Comic Con, should be canceled. Yeah. Can you imagine how crazy that crowd is going to be, though? All these other conventions canceled, and people want to get yeah. their convention fix. Oh, They're yeah. all going to yeah. flock there. And it's going to exactly. be madness. I mean, they're going to make mad money, but it's not going to be controllable. I didn't. I, I didn't even think of that. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, whichever convention is allowed to happen this year, uh, that's in this sphere of geekdom. They're probably uh-huh. going to be the. <laughs> they're probably going to make a lot of money. It's yeah, like, you know how you know, some people are. They want to get out, and they don't care. There's already people in the streets trying to like talk about their freedoms being taken away and stuff like oh god like people Sorry, who I do choose, not care they're gonna go yeah I, I choose my health over my obsession of weebdom <laughs> <laughs> i'm like I, I can weave out at home and have my own we'll, we'll have uh you know we'll have uh Mommy con. I've had it before with my son. We're gonna just want cosplay and take pictures in the backyard. Okay. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. I and- mean, I've been saving money, but my health comes first. As much as I love the idea of being a dragon con, I gotta see how everything, how the world is working. Even blur I'm we I'm worried for blur con. I'm really worried for blur con. Like if I have to wait another year, then so be it. And that's months before Dragon Con. It's even before San San Diego Comic Con, right? When that would have happened. Blurcon and San Diego happened in the same month, July. Oh, okay. So that's and uh, that's still happening. Blurcon. Um, Blurcon has not been canceled as of yet or yeah. rescheduled. 
uh, San Diego Panda Comic Con and Anime Expo has been canceled. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I think uh, that, yeah, all these conventions need to be canceled. Um, and I guess the ones that can be remote should just do, you know, virtually. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, but unfortunately, it's not a lot of conventions that can do that uh, because, you know, you do need some sort of physical presence to show off your works and stuff like that. And um, if, if it's anything, I believe I've said this before in previous episodes or maybe I just in, in passing. Uh, one thing this virus is um, showing us, especially here in America, is that um, the infrastructure when it comes to our um, own entertainment, not even, I wouldn't even consider entertainment. I wouldn't even put it that way, but just the, for us to be productive or get anything done in a good way uh, when it comes to say live streaming or, uh, you know, presenting your works online or whatever the case may be, it's incredibly limited and specialized in many ways. And then on top of that, too, our internet structure, our infrastructure here in America does not support the bandwidth. And if they, and if it, if you do, if you're lucky enough to get something that's halfway decent, it costs a lot of money, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's starting to, a lot of people don't, they're not talking about that at all because I think because we're still in the very early stages of this virus, um, not a lot of people are looking into how that's done and whatever, but I would say from my standpoint as a production person that works with a company that does, we do a lot of production and it's like, you know, it's difficult. (laughs) It's really, really difficult in that sense. Um, Uh But yeah, like it's, it's, and on top of that too, it's like very expensive. It's, It's not a cheap thing. And I could just imagine the type of, um, finances that uh, surrounds something like Dragon Con and, you know, something they have to spend each year. I have no idea if the people in charge are making a lot of money from this or not. I really don't know. Um, I'm, I'm looking at some of the comments in this article and they're saying that most most conventions are nonprofit, you know, and a lot of people just volunteer. And this is just a thing to put together, which is I, I got to say, like some of these stuff that I've seen over the years, some of these conventions that I went to. It's hard to believe that they're nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, but, I was gonna say that. I don't yeah, know because it, yeah. it seems like they're being sponsored. They're getting money, right? right. Yeah. And then there are people who are paying money to be vendors and all this stuff. I don't know Hundreds how that becomes and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, like a nonprofit then. I, I maybe the organization itself is nonprofit. I mean, it's funny. Uh, the NFL is a, is a nonprofit organization. <laughs> so that's true that's true but somebody's getting rich <laughs> yeah. but i don't know how that so i whole... guess that's that's how these cons are going then um someone's I don't getting rich but yeah but we don't know who, who exactly just... is but it, yeah. I, but i can imagine this is this this virus what is happening and everything like that is a hard blow but not just as the conventions themselves but to the people who sell their wares at conventions to the people who um, have stores and businesses around those areas that, you know, uh, Airbnb, right. hotels, tax, you know, cabs, you know, the people we're, con- we're calling essential workers and whatnot. Um, con season is a money-making season, you know? Yeah. Um, for a lot of folks. So it's like, it's, it's really sad. Yeah, but a lot of people like depend on that sort of money to come in mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they know they're going to get money. And, you yeah. know, if you, cancel a convention then a lot of people are out yeah out of money yeah and it's sad it's it's really sad um um hopefully you know uh, maybe by next year uh we'll be back in good spirits and stuff like that I, i'm sure you know if, if everything works out you know things will just kind of just explode i i can see like almost like a a rebirth of sorts <laughs> for these type of conventions and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Um, the amount of people that would show up and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Uh, but yeah, but I don't know. I feel like they should, maybe they should wait just a little bit more just to see if the count goes down 
Yeah. And then just keep it. But if it doesn't, then that's then they should change it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say move up the date, but I know that's difficult given. Yeah. Uh, you know, from what or I at understand, least push it back or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I know it's difficult because given how I know conventions, like they they book these places a year in advance sometimes two, three years in advance. <laughs> and, right. Um, so trying to push it. I mean, they probably can push it back now because I'm sure a lot of things that are happening at that particular place, wherever they have this convention, are canceled now. So those dates are opened up. But I guess it's up to the convention um, owners to figure that out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This year, uh, cancel. Don't, you know, don't risk it, man. Because... Even though there's, you know, you may not get coronavirus, but there's also con flu. <laughs> so, uh, which, which knock on wood, I've never caught ever <laughs> in my 14 years of going to conventions, and yeah. I don't plan to. So, if it's okay, if we have to cancel conventions, I will be sad, I will cry, but I will get over it. Because that'd be a weird convention. Everybody six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> That should be like my. It would cosplay. be a huge line. I think it would wrap around Manhattan. Probably. If everybody had to be six feet apart just to get into the Javis Center, it would just be crazy. I think. I think my cosplay is going to be uh, a six feet apart barrier, like round barrier. Oh, those those little rings. Yeah, that just, people... just kind of put it up, and then I boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we doing this, baby. Six mm-hmm. feet apart. Uh, but anyway, um, moving on to. Uh, uh, last topic here. Um, Netflix show Black AF. For you don't know who the hell what AF means as fuck. <laughs> um, has hit Netflix uh, in its promised date, which is I think was what April sixteenth. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, I would say. I mean, I would say. I watched the um, the first episode. Uh, a little bit of the second episode, but I can't, I can't quite remember <laughs> most of it. Um, just because I, I was doing other things as I was watching it. So it's, and, really I, finished, and I finished it all in two days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but black as fuck is on Netflix right now. Um, the creator is Kenya B- uh, Barris and yes. stars Rashida Jones, Kenya Barris, um, Iman Benson, uh, a few other folks here. <laughs> um, the uh there's a lot of people on this show i should say <laughs> um but yeah and uh, if you're not familiar with kenya barris he is the creator or you know the creator of um blackish grownish i think mixish as well um yeah. he's done movies like girl trip and shaft uh i think the recent shaft I'm not, mm-hmm. yeah that was a really bad one i watched it it was bad <laughs> i like just gonna say it I, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his his filmography is pretty, um, you know, I would say uh, long. And uh, he's, uh, I think he's he's also working on Coming to America and Uptown yeah. Saturday Night. Um, those... and, and he did um, America's Top Model with Tyra Banks. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so he's, he's very much in the black <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so the show hit Netflix, um, and you know, I, I my impressions of it watching the first episode, I was just kind of like, um, <laughs> just it was just like okay, it it caught me a little bit off guard because it was like usually you don't see the behavior of the children until like maybe a couple minutes into the episode or like maybe halfway through or something like that. But this was like off the rip, you know, there's a kid, I'm rich. I don't got time for daddy and his issues <laughs> and all this other stuff. The the part that really kind of cracked me up was the daughter who's shooting this um documentary, which is the show. It's like shot in this documentary style, very, very stylized in that way. <laughs> And um, is that, you know, because they don't really go right into who the hell is Kenya uh, Barris. It, just that she just talks talking about him. And it's like, but daddy bought me all this equipment. Like, I'm looking at the stuff. Like, literally, it's a production room. Like a, like a small mini production house with all this stuff, which is costs 
almost a hundred grand of equipment. I wish she would buy me that. Right. And it's like, it's, it's hilarious to me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, she's like, I could have shot this all on the cell phone. I was like, what the hell? That my, my face right. just instantly turned up. I was like, are you, you, okay. You're ungrateful. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, uh, but that's, but that's what it seems like his, um, his children are. They're very ungrateful about his, um, his, his ability to provide for them in that way. Cause right. they didn't right. have, they don't know any different outside of that. So mm -hmm. I, I, it makes sense, uh, you know, but at the same time, it's like, it's amazing how the stuff that, people would want to take for granted when it comes to that stuff but you know like if you're not into production like I am and stuff like that you probably won't know the difference um, but you know there's that sort of thing but the show itself is um, you know it's very I, I, I kind of like uh, align it with like Kirby enthusiasm um, but I've heard more, that a lot yeah like it's kind of like in that sense and it's like uh -huh. very much like uh, blackish but you know, with cursing and it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's very much in like all those like cutaways. Like I think the craziest one is with um, Rashida Jones that I've seen where this show is in no way like curvy enthusiasm. How? <laughs> yes. I, I had to say that cause you know, Mickey is a fan. <laughs> um, well, I've never seen curvy enthusiasm, but I've heard people compare it to that in the sense that, um, where blackish is like a network television where it's scripted everything like that. Uh, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. This show is also scripted as well, but it's like more real, more in your face. Like you see the camera angles, like like you see the cameramen are around because the daughter is shooting a documentary so she can get into uh, NYU film school. And um, yeah, like the first two episodes were like really. Eh. They're hard then, to swallow. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this, by the time you get to the second, the third episode, I was hooked. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm invested. And like Blackish is more for network television, black as fuck. Um, pretty much take like how Blackish is and make it more um, hit a little bit more real. But there yeah. weren't like cutaways, like you know where you know Andre has his, his overactive imagination. It's like nah, like you know my dad loves his his tracksuits and and like he likes shopping for expensive things and you know he he has a certain image to maintain and I, we don't understand why he has to hold up this image, you know. Um, but the daughter, the daughter who's shooting the documentary is woke as fuck, like her dad. So that's where she, like, you know, you see in black, it's like, you know, Andre says Zoe is the favorite. In this case, daughter Dre, uh, Drea is the favorite, is like the favorite because she favors the father a lot. Like, you know, where like, they have to like, like black explain things to people, you know, <laughs> who don't understand anything, you know? Um, I think overall, I think it was, a good, I think it's a good show. Um, it took a while for it to warm up to me, but once I warmed up, I was like, all right, this is added on the list of the, all the shows that I watch and stand for. Hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, I think it's about eight episodes if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've seen, um, a lot of criticism for the show about, you know, who's directing certain episodes or how many episodes and whatnot. Um, because it's mm -hmm. a lot of people are giving it flack for, uh, especially Rashida Jones. Um, she's getting a whole lot of flack because she's um, she's half white, um, and it's like I don't know. Yeah, but again, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be based off of his life, right. his wife, who is now his ex-wife, who really her real name is Rainbow, <laughs> is half white. And the only thing they changed in the show, I think, or maybe for legal reasons, who knows? She's not a doctor; she's a lawyer in the show. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. So it's 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 yeah, it's very much parroting uh, parroting his um his true life to you know in in his um which you know a lot of artists have done that um uh -huh. and it seems to be a very successful, <laughs> albeit tumultuous, um way of conveying this sort of thing. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's one of those shows. I, I, I don't even know if today, if that's the measure of a good show now and it's where it's like, it's very de decisive. It, 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 it like kind of divides people's, um, opinions on what's happening. Mm. 
Like it's for me, the comedy itself is, I, I wouldn't say, cause I've seen some of Kirby enthusiasm. I wouldn't say it has the same type of comedy styling. Um, mm-hmm. It's shot similar. It has a formula of it, um, but I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's exactly the same. Um, but me personally, it's not my brand of comedy. Like they're mean to each other, like really, really mean. And you know they're and doing, I find shit, and I find that shit fucking hilarious. Yeah, like I, <laughs> like you know, I, I don't find that sort of things, especially when children are involved or anybody who is considered like they have a son that's considered sensitive, and you can see it on his, the father, you know, Ken, um, Kenya's face where he's like, he he doesn't exactly say it, but you need to man up or whatever. Like you know, like he's um, which in my personal opinion, I feel that that's a um is a somewhat of a toxic trait to um, impart onto young boys is that they don't have feelings um, or know how to express them and stuff like that. And it's like, he's acting as if I haven't seen the rest of the episodes. I don't know, but from that, it kind of turned me off where it's like, Oh, here we go again. Another black Mm -hmm. man, another prominent black man on television that have a son. That's not exactly the toughest one in the room um, Mm -hmm. is, you know, belittling that that sort of thing because mm-hmm. he doesn't have any feelings <laughs> you know um, um when he clearly does i need you to keep watching because um the child does have um character development okay. and that's all i'm gonna say okay uh <laughs> i hope it's not in the, in the in the terms of like oh he's finally a man now you know but we'll see um because that's usually how those things go it's like you know he's no longer a feeling person he's a machine He's a man. <laughs> he gets the hose now. <laughs> it's like... um, I, I I understand I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, me personally, I just think he says exactly what we want to say to our kids. At me, because me as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, or oh, there's been times where I want to look at Kevin and not not say that you know stop being a little bitch, but I I would never say that to my child. Don't get me wrong. But we look at him where he's being mean for no apparent reason. I'm like, stop being a dick and just get it done. Like, I really would like to say that to him. Can't say it to him, obviously. Um, yeah. But that's why I find it. That's why I find it hilarious because I'd be saying things like that. And also, as a teacher, things I want to say to my students, like, "Yo, stop being a little bitch and just get it done because you gotta get a grade for it anyway." So regardless of me and whether or not you get it done, I don't give a fuck. And I can't say it. <laughs> but the fact that he says it to his kids, I'm just sitting there. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I get it and I understand. Yeah. I know where he's going. <laughs> yeah, he's very he's very matter of fact with his family and stuff like that. But that 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 much I see in the first episode. Um I do I do find that a bit refreshing uh overall. Um uh, because he's like it's it's almost like he doesn't have a filter. <laughs> I would say. Exactly. Uh, and then he and he also tells his kids not to have like he tells the kids in the show like they don't have to have a filter either. So they they give it right back to dad, you know. Like I think the second episode they went to a concert and the daughter whose hair was purple, she was there too, and he looked at they looked at each other and the daughter's in college. Like, are you high? I was like, Are you high? <laughs> and they look at each other and they're like and it's like silence. Like they're just looking at each other like <laughs> Are you gonna answer that question truthfully, or am I gonna answer that question truthfully? You know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the varying degrees of the the children's ages and stuff like that um, does lend to certain behavior, like you know, the conversations they have, which you know, I find interesting too. Um, and I mean, overall, it's like it it does have its moments. It does have a lot of funny moments um, from from what I've seen so far. Um, right definitely like i said very much blackish very much in the sense of like this is an uncensored version um and i've seen i've seen people put up uh or i've seen a few think pieces and very critical um takes of the show um not specifically with his particular behavior to his children or anything which i found interesting that from the stuff i've read no one is talking about that but they're more talking about how it feels more because I believe the show was supposed to be called Black Excellence, and then he changed right. the name to Black as Fuck. And bef- when they first advertised it, the, the family photo that they showed off, um, a lot of people pointed out it's like, oh, those um, them them kids look, uh, you know, ambiguously black. <laughs> it's like you know, or, or CW black as as I like to call it, uh, where you're not really sure, 
if they're black, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> or, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it, I always tell people, it's like, you know, when you're starting out on that type of production and, and I can ask my other production friends, like if you know anybody who in production or anybody who like create works on films or TV and stuff like that, uh, when you have too many executive producers in the pot mm-hmm. or when you mm-hmm. have a studio that is flipping the bill for your production, uh, they like to put their two cents in and come up with casting that they feel is more um, digestible for Americans audience, depending on the genre that you're going into and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, they're, they're playing a safe card because yes, this will sell this person will da 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 and stuff like that overall. Mm -hmm. And in many ways you could say, Oh, well, those people don't have to take those parts and that's true. They don't have to, but everybody needs to work. Right. And Mm -hmm. especially in Hollywood, because you don't, you don't know, (laughs) <laughs> sometimes if you just start out you don't know when you gonna get the next role movie whatever you don't know um because you have to go out there and grind for it if you know if, if you're not a will smith or whatever you're not a box office juggernaut um it, it's gonna be more difficult i don't think will smith is a box office juggernaut well he, he used to be <laughs> well he used to be not now <laughs> not right now no um but you know he has that pedigree if you will that's what people like to call it but the thing is it's it's like uh the studio and the casting people they're the ones that's like putting these people in these roles and stuff like that and of course people are going to take that because it's it's it has you one it, it gives you notoriety and fame two it's a good paycheck you know so uh-huh. it's like in many ways um with rashida jones obviously she has like a different type of in because that's quincy jones daughter <laughs> you know so it's like she she has a different lane to play in, in many ways um and i would um, say that the only thing is that a director can fight for a character that they would like or an actor that they would like they can um it doesn't uh it doesn't mean like you know the overarching movie will be good but you know you can the director can fight or the the casting person can fight for a certain character that they like um that's true yeah I, but you know what would i think it's a little bit unfair to with 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 um with this show because it is like i said it is it, it is it is a a, a a representation of this man's life his wife happens mm-hmm. to be half white you know mm-hmm. so therefore Rashida jones is also half white so they go in as close as possible to the casting as you know, his of course his children would come out looking like that if you were to yeah. you know what I'm saying. And he also he's not very light skinned himself, but he's he's brown, so it's like you know, so it's like it just kind of like makes sense. Uh-huh. It it fits it fits the narrative, it fits everything like that. Where I, that's why I feel like okay, this is a bit unfair of what people are trying to do. But then you know there are people who are taking offense to it, where it's like they feel like they're they're turning out another black show and those other stuff and whatnot. And it's like, you know, obviously it's not being torn down because it's still, it, it came out. Like people knew about it since last year. It's out. Mm-hmm. He's had several shows. He has several num- number one shows around the country mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop him. What people like, cause you know, the, the studios know that it's going to get the ratings. It's, it's going to make that money. It's going to bring in the advertisers and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, that's just how all that's happening right now. You, you know, it's like, you know, when it comes to, uh, what's the saying about black people and work, the work, I think we have to be twice as good or work twice as hard, um, right. for, for them to like, just to even get proper recognition and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, wasn't that in, um, scandal? Um, yes, scan- yes. Mickey's yes. a scandal yes. fan, is it Mickey? Crickets from Mickey, <laughs> okay. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for conf- confirming that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's always been the thing with you know these type like you know what people consider high level uh, work ethics and stuff like that and whatnot so it's like um 
you know, I, I would always say, like, at least he got it done. Yeah. Uh, he put it out there. He sold it to Netflix. I don't know if there's going to be another season. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, you know, it's like, I, I do appreciate, but I, I mean, Cortez is right too. It's like, I, I do appreciate when a production house or a director or executive producer fights to like diversify their cast. Like, I would say they're probably the most diverse thing I've seen on Netflix that wasn't directly a black thing was The Witcher. And I, I held oh. off watching The Witcher for a long time because I never played the video games. I have one of the games, but I just didn't care. But it's like um, watching that uh, show and then you see two very dark-skinned women show up who are warriors that, you know, it's like, oh, this is fucking dope, <laughs> you know, or and there, there was a lot of black and brown people in that show, a lot, like more than I would expect to see, but it makes sense, you know? Oh, I thought you were going to say Fast and Furious. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, we don't talk about Vroom Vroom. <laughs> vroom Vroom Avengers. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I love Vroom Vroom Avengers. Leave them alone. Um, but, they have a very diverse cast, actually. Yeah. They do. Not very good, but it's it's there. <laughs> it's there. It's there. I love how the half black, half white lead actor brother is now just an all white guy from Boston. But all right, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see what I mean? Not very good. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, you know, and then you know, and I also think that um, there are people. I know people who really love this show. I'm talking about Black as Fuck, and. Y- they're, it's like they can't really take criticism around it as well. Um, yes. A lot of them, I've seen people try to liken it to the 90s shows that they love, like the black 90s shows. And he, and he addresses that in episode five, which is oh. so ironic. Oh, interesting. See, I, I haven't got there. So it's like, you know, it's, it's it, and it's like, I, I always tell people, don't fall, don't fall for the nostalgic romance. Uh, I think there's something about human memory that whenever we remember something we pretty it up it, it slightly mm-hmm. changes every single time and mm-hmm. you know i've seen comments like oh well the 90s shows wouldn't survive today i was like no they will not <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they would not. Them weren't that good that, no they weren't they weren't that good and they're there there are certain things that are being said and done like i think last night mickey was watching amazing stories and there was an episode called mummy daddy and uh or daddy mommy or something like that and this he's an actor his wife is about to give birth he gets a call on set while he's still in this mummy outfit which he can't take off easily so he just jumps in the car and just drives out like that and then you know hilarity ensues and then he runs into these like what seems to be hillbillies i'm not sure where they're shooting this movie but they're all (laughs) decided to hunt him down and they was like, okay, how do you kill a mummy? And they're going through all these different scenarios, which are for different monsters. And one guy was like, let's hang him. And everybody was like, yeah. And he's like, I don't think you can hang a mummy. He's like, he, he's like, well, hang is good for everything. I was like, wow. wow. Mind you, this is this is for free on the NBC app. People can go watch this right now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is a Steven Spielberg show. <laughs> Oh, this is, okay. This is, this is from mm. the eighties into the night. I don't know if it went into the nineties. I believe it went into the nineties, but no, actually, no. I don't think he even got out of the eighties. But you know, but there, yeah, there are there are certain things that from the nineties you just cannot bring into now. Things have changed, and some folks just need to accept that and move on. You know, because I think there's a bit of a too much of a romantic. Uh attachment to your beloved shows um and not all of them hold up well very well, few. yeah i mean think very about few. what is it uh player one oh. the whole thing just about the 80s that's it right yeah it's like you know there's that genre it's like it's i get it there's some people who's like oh i wish we lived in simpler times i was like no i don't i don't wish that <laughs> it's like <laughs> i don't wish that people you know it's like no um you know but it, it is what it is um black as fuck mm-hmm. is out so watch when you can 
I'll probably finish it at some point and um, you know, for my opinion. But so far it's it's funny when you do, when you do finish it, I want your full review on it. Like I think it was like it got progressively better for me. Okay, cool. We'll do, we'll do. All right. Well, we are way over time. <laughs> for this episode I guess because we you know well I had to say something about Black as Fuck and just you know not so much about the show itself but the behavior around the show um, yes. but we'll we'll see uh, how that goes as I watch it uh, so don't forget you can find the show on All Things Podcast yes yeah, this is a black ass podcast <laughs> we talk about nerdy yeah. things nerdy and geeky this is things black, this is a black as fuck podcast That's yeah right. Uh, we're not mean to our Are children. Are we sure that that's copyrighted? <laughs> that's not copyrighted, right? Uh, we can say that? Kenya could come after me. It's all good. I mean, <laughs> I, I would love to have that phone call with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, come through, man. Uh, but yeah, find and share wherever you find podcasts. Um, leave us a like, thumbs up, rating, five star, comment, all that stuff. Really appreciate you guys for listening. And... Um, we go from there. Peace out. Peace. Bye. This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com. <laughs>